A staple of your football weekend is NFL matchup. It is the 39th season of NFL matchup on ESPN. This weekend, of course, the debut, and of it will be 8.30 Saturday morning on ESPN2. Then again, at on ESPN at 6.30 a.m. Sunday morning. It is also available all weekend long on ESPN+. Plus. NFL matchup hosted by the great Sal Palantonio, who joins us right now. It's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson. Amber's in for Chris Canty. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Sal Pal, what's up, brother? How are you? Oh, I'm ready for football, Chris. How you doing, Amber? Good to talk to you guys. Good to talk to you, too. Sal, I mean, let's just talk about that for a second. The pure excitement that exists for you having covered this game as long as you have. Oh, I mean, it's super exciting. I'm, I'm going into my 30th year covering the league, 28 with ESPN and uh, two with Philadelphia Inquirer, and I, I, I still get excited about it because I know how much it means to people all over the country, fans all over the world. You know, they, they all want to know about the NFL football, and it's the preeminent sport in the world, and it's uh, it, it, it gets more exciting each and every year because the players are, in, in my view, getting better and better, and, and the league is getting much more interesting. I think this was, I call it the year of living dangerously in the NFL, Chris, this year because uh, so many unknowns, so many outliers, you know, so many free agents, 193 free agents changed hands this year, most ever in the NFL. All those wide receivers getting big money, so many prove-it years for quarterbacks all over the NFL. And uh, tonight, it's, an, it's a very important game for the Buffalo Bills. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl and win it this year. Uh, to me, the AFC, Chris, is all about it's Super Bowl or bust for Buffalo. Yep. It does feel like Super Bowl or bust, Sal, which is interesting because, of course, they're facing the defending champs. So you would think that the Rams would have maybe more pressure than the Bills and when you're talking about a Super Bowl. But in terms of the Rams, how concerned should they be about the health of Matthew Stafford with those lingering elbow injuries? You know, they don't sound too concerned when you listen to Sean McVay, the head coach and less need the general manager and, and the players and, and to Matthew Stafford himself um you know he had obviously a little procedure done on the elbow now that's being reported and missed a bunch of camp well we'll see you know we'll, they'll, they'll test it tonight there's no question about that and he's obviously an important part of what they did last year um in a, in a major major way so it'll be important tonight to check it out and see how he does i think to me, the, the game is all about that, Amber. I, I agree with you. I look at this game, and people are pointing the finger at Josh Allen. I don't know what more Josh Allen has to do. I mean, he has done so much to carry this football team. You just look in the six postseason games, he has 14 touchdowns, only one pick, and a passer rating of 106.6. So, you know, he is, he's, he's come to the party. He has come through. He has answered the bell. I think this game, it's up to Sean McDermott, the head coach, and Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator. Now, they were number one in points allowed last year overall, but in the critical situations, especially in that game against Kansas City last year, I covered it, couldn't couldn't handle the Kansas City offense in, fourth, in, in the fourth quarter with 13 seconds left and then in overtime. 
I think in this game in particular, it will come down to the end, and it will come down to the Bills' defense. Can they stop the Rams' offense when it counts in a critical situation? Sal Palantonio, of course, covering the NFL and the NFL matchup show this coming weekend, co-host of it tomorrow on uh, Saturday morning at 8.30. I'm already thinking it's Friday, getting fired up for the weekend, Sal. All right, Sal, big question. I, I've got the Eagles going to face the Bills in the Super Bowl this year, so I obviously believe in Jalen Hurts. Is Jalen Hurts that guy that the Eagles think he can be? Well, I've watched him improve this summer, Chris. Uh, we all know what his major deficiencies were last year. His completion percentage, 54%, 26th in the NFL on third down. It, it wasn't very good. Uh, his processing of information in the pocket was also an issue. Snap to delivery of the football, 3.1 seconds last year, worse than the NFL. And it really came uh, around to haunt the team in the wild card game against Todd Bowles' defense in that Tampa Bay Bucks game uh, down there at Raymond James Stadium. So I've seen him process information more quickly. I've seen him be more accurate in training camp. He put in the work this offseason. He went to California to work on his mechanics, work on his base, work on his footwork, work on his delivery. Make sure the ball is coming out accurately and quickly. And all the results are there. And now he's been surrounded with the components that he needs. And now he's just got to go play a football game. And that, to me, is uh, the proof will be in, one, do they have balance on offense against Detroit? Two, are they converting third downs? And three, when they get to the red zone, is he delivering the ball accurately? And if he does that, they'll win their first game. Sal, you heard Carlin just do it. He picked the Eagles to win the NFC. It feels like to me the Eagles have become the trendy pick out of the NFC. They're the betting favorites in the NFC East. Are they the best team in that division? Are they going to win that division? Well, I picked them to win the division for multiple reasons. I think it's hard to repeat in the NFC East. You guys know that. You know the stats. You know the history. Nobody's repeated as a division title winner in a long, long time since the Eagles did it in 2004. So it's difficult to repeat in that division. One. Two, the Eagles have a very favorable schedule. Three, they have really done a great job in this offseason of surrounding Jalen Hurts with the components that he needs. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. They will protect him. And they had the best running game behind that offensive line last season. So if they stick to what they do and they get better on defense with the people that they brought in, the players that they brought in at linebacker and corner and now safety, they should be the most talented team in the division for the entire season, knock on wood, that they stay healthy because they have the most favorable schedule within the division. The great Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter with us. You get the Bengals and Steelers this weekend, Sal. Talk to me about these two teams. Let's start with the Steelers quarterback situation. Chris, you know what? I want to fast forward me and you in the booth in Pittsburgh <laughs> next week, week two, baby. I'm already thinking about it. I'm already I can't ready wait. to go with you. I had so much fun with you last year. It was 
it was a, it was just great to be with you in the booth. I learned so much from you oh, and how you called the game. It was fantastic experience for me. And I, I am really anxious to see Mitch Trubisky this week because I always thought that his talent was somewhat wasted in Chicago. He's a very athletic player. His ball has a lot of zip to it. He's got a pretty strong arm. He's a smart guy. I think that Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada and that coaching staff will get the most out of him. So why pick him over Kenny Pickett? Well, while the offensive line in Pittsburgh gels, gets its chemistry together, they struggled last year. They made some changes. Now you've got Mitchell Trubisky, who has the added element of being able to run with the football and escape with his legs. He will force the Cincinnati Bengals in this first game to account for him as a runner. That will help Najee Harris. That will help the rest of the wide receiving and tight end core of that football team. That will help Matt Canada design run plays, perhaps, for Mitchell Trubisky and keep that very good pass rush of the Bengals that day. I think he gives them a better shot at beating the Bengals right now than Kenny Pickett does. Sal, I can't wait for next week. Sal and I will have the call on ESPN Radio of the Steelers and the Patriots in Pittsburgh. I'm fired up for that. We did, in Week 17 last year, the Bengals and the Chiefs, which was an amazing game. And let me tell you something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was awesome. And you work with Sal, you're going to have fun, you're going to have laughs, you're going to have a good time, you're going to learn a lot. That's I'm looking forward to it. Sal, awesome stuff, man. Thanks. Okay, you guys have a great day. Thanks for having me on the show, and uh, hey, let's go. Absolutely. Happy week one, baby. Let's go, baby. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter, and the NFL matchup show, which will make the premiere of its 39th season this coming weekend, Saturday morning, 8.30. Be there on ESPN, too. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Amber Wilson and I have got all of your divisions covered. Up next, we preview the AFC North with those Bengals and Steelers who match up this weekend. Can the Browns actually find their way to the playoffs with Jacoby Brissett? The answer is simple. It's next on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Yes, we have been previewing each and every division leading up to the opening slate this coming Sunday. Of course, the opener tonight with the Rams and the Bills. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can be a part of the program on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who's your Super Bowl champion? Who do you worry about? Who's going to flop? Who's going to actually show up? Who's the MVP? Let's go. Load them up at 888-SAY-ESPN. Lines are open now. But for the moment, we begin this segment by previewing the AFC North. And, Amber, I'm going to start with the Cincinnati Bengals because, to me, they are the best team in this division. They won the division last year for the first time in six years. They did it without much of an offensive line and a defense that was average, I would say, certainly better in the pass rush. I like the Bengals a lot with the fact that they have improved their offensive line. I told you yesterday, I think Joe Mixon's going to get to 1,000 yards quicker than anybody else this season because of those three weapons they have outside and the improved blocking. For the Bengals, I don't see any reason why they're going to have, let's call it a sophomore jinx, so to speak. We know what Joe Burrow was able to do last season with Jamar Chase, and he didn't have any sort of O-line in front of him. And that O-line actually has some protection now. Obviously, they bring in Lael Collins. I am really high on this Bengals team as well, Carlin. I don't think that there's any reason to think that they're going to fall off. I guess when you go to the Super Bowl, though, like falling off is, what, not making the Super Bowl? (laughs) Like losing in the conference championship? I mean, I, I suppose that they could fall off from that perspective because they're not one of my Super Bowl picks. But I think that they're going to be a contender for it anyways throughout the season and the postseason. They're going to be well in the mix. This is going to be a very good Cincinnati team. The same reason I like the Bengals, I don't like the Steelers. The offensive line. Their offensive line is not very good. You know, Najee Harris did what he did last year, and getting to 1,000 yards is impressive considering that he had very, very little to work with. And a lot of people are very high on him this year. I get that. But the Steelers' line is not a whole lot better, and they invested some money in it. It doesn't feel like it's a whole lot uh, improved. I also think that this quarterback thing is going to be an issue all year long. Kenny Pickett will be the guy at some point, probably by late October, and you're going to see the Steelers go through their first losing season under Mike Tomlin. Why, Why would I think otherwise at this point? Because... While they have always been good under him, they're going to have to win games defensively week in and week out. I don't know that they are a good enough team to do that. I I think they're a good enough team to win seven games this year, maybe eight, but that still means you're a losing team. Yeah, they've still got... TJ Watt. They've still got Cam Hayward, right? They've still got Mike Tomlin at the helm. I think that defense is still going to be nasty. I think overall, this is still going to be a well-coached team. You mentioned the money they spent. I mean, $41 million in free agency alone on their O-line, and yet there's still questions. And also, there's huge questions at the quarterback position. I mean, I don't believe that Trubisky is going to look so different than he did in Chicago just because he stood next to Josh Allen on the sideline. And eventually, I think they move on to Kenny Pickett. Maybe that's a very good move. Maybe Kenny ends up being the future there. But I just don't think it's going to happen now this season. I think that's too much to ask. Then we turn to the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are a playoff team to me. 
I think Lamar Jackson's the MVP of the league, and I think he's going to show it by virtue of the fact that their receivers are not great outside of Mark Andrews. And does J.K. Dobbins have the ability to stay healthy offensively? The Ravens are always a good, good defensive team, and that will not change this year. But I think that Jackson brings this electric aspect to this team that is nearly impossible to stop. Um, And if he is going to throw the football at a a clip that is remotely representative, I think they're going to be just fine. And he's going to win an MVP because he's going to prove that he can be that force multiplier of making the average receivers better. Yeah, we're about to find out in the next 24 hours if we have a quarterback in Baltimore in a contract year, a quarterback Mm -hmm. playing on the final year of a rookie deal and not because he's bad, but because he's so good. He hasn't wanted to agree to any of the numbers that they've thrown his way yet. We're talking about a former MVP. That team was decimated last season. This comes down to health for the Ravens. Presumably, they should be healthy. You're talking about an 11-man draft class as well. People forget about that for this team. This team should have a big boost. This should be a good Ravens team. You know who's not going to be good? The Cleveland Browns. Why? Because they made the biggest mistake of this offseason in not trading for Jimmy Garoppolo when they had the opportunity to do it because they didn't want to pay him at the level that they would have had to. Never mind the fact that they're $50 million under the cap this season because of the deal that they made for Deshaun Watson. You should have known at some point, even before the suspension came out and the, the uh, appeal of the suspension came out, that you were going to be without him for at least half the season. You had to know that. And even if you didn't, we could talk about investing all that money in quarterback. It would not have killed their cap. And you would have had him for just a year. But yet, you chose not to do it. To me, that's where the Browns season is going to absolutely fall apart. If Kareem Hunt is healthy, you got Chubb and Hunt, you've got a good O-line, right? You've got wide receivers being led by Amari Cooper. You have weapons on this team. The problem is who you have under center for those first 11 games. I don't think they're going to be terrible, like you're saying, because they are loaded around Brissett. Mm-hmm. But I think this team's just going to be, eh. I should Whereas, clarify it. Not terrible, but not yeah. what they're supposed to be. I don't expect them to be a playoff team, and I don't expect them to win more than eight games this year all of those games being when Deshaun Watson starts starts back under center and maybe two when (laughs) Jacoby Brissett is playing the other six when Watson comes back it is Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio and on ESPN plus so with the season on the doorstep with tonight the beginning of this season you have to get on board and tell us what you're most excited about Who's winning the Super Bowl? Who's coming out of the AFC and the NFC? Who's winning the MVP? We're just talking about the AFC North a few minutes ago, and we're both picking the Cincinnati Bengals to win that division. You know the Bengals are a plus 160 right now on Caesar Sportsbook to win the division? Man, that's really good value to me. And and we're going to go through all of our division winners next hour and give you our full rundown of who's going where, And when in the playoffs, it's all coming your way. We got to hear from you at 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-729-3776. Meanwhile, there is one coach who is not remotely worried about the quarterback controversy that he's got brewing. 
We will tell you all about that after Amber has this from Indeed. If you need to hire fast and hire right, you need Indeed, the number one source for hires in the U.S. according to Talent Nest. Sponsor a job and Indeed will help you attract, interview, and hire candidates fast. With Instant Match, you'll instantly receive a short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. You can easily schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit to get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Breaking news on quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo from ESPN's Adam Schefter. They gave Jimmy Garoppolo a restructured one-year deal, assures that he's in San Francisco this season and includes a no-trade clause, no-franchise clause. Oh, and it also includes plenty of drama as well. It is Corinthian Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options. Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Amber, look, I, I just... I have thought all along since the shocking news that Garoppolo was going to come back to the 49ers that at some point this season he will be the quarterback. This this move does not happen unless, even though the number is at only $6.5 million for a backup, you don't bring back somebody that you basically banished from your building to show up at all during training camp to be the backup unless you have very real concerns about where Trey Lance is in his development. And to me, this is not an if, it's a when. I tend to agree with you that this says something about where the 49ers feel like Trey Lance is. And it's funny because when this news broke, you and I were fielding calls, right, from 49ers fans. And they were telling us this is the right move from the 49ers. Because you and I hate this move because we think it'll be too tempting for the 49ers to go backwards, go to Jimmy G, then what happens in the future when you're trying to move on for Trey Lance. I think it's also mentally and emotionally damaging, essentially, for Trey Lance to have Jimmy Garoppolo sitting right there behind him. You know he wants to be starting quarterback again. But these 49ers fans who were calling this, Chris, they kept saying that they were thrilled. This is the right move. And I'm like, yeah, you're thrilled because you also don't fully believe in Trey Lance because none of us, how could you? None of us have seen enough of it. And that's really why you're thrilled. You want the insurance policy also in case he stumbles. Yes, and... and 
even thinking that somehow this is good for Trey Lance after you've told him all along, you're our guy, you're our guy, he's gone, he's gone, you're going to try to sell us otherwise? Well, apparently Kyle Shanahan is going to do just that. I mean, we all know how it'll go. I mean, I also know if Jimmy wasn't here and Trey did bad, how it would go. Um, so we understand that. Um, the fact that he has a successful quarterback behind him, that's obvious how that, that narrative will be, and understandably so. I think our players also know um, Jimmy went through some t- tough times too, and they had his back, um, regardless of if they thought there was a better option. They had his back, and you got to realize when you do struggle, those guys know it's a lot harder to play well when no one has your back, and you got to help guys through that. And I think we got the guys who can do that. I think our guys did that for Jimmy when he was here, even when he was having some tough times, and allowed him to fight through that. And I believe our guys will do the same thing for Trey. Yeah, but here's the thing. You can't count on guys to do that when you've got a team that is built to win right now. And this is a group on both sides of the ball that is not exceptionally uh, green. Like, there's good players here that are not old, but the opportunity's there. They see it. And you don't know when that comes along very often. So when a quarterback is the difference between winning and losing, and you've got somebody that went on the road and won this past year. Uh, Granted, you know, he got some help along the way from his special teams, but has been to a Super Bowl. You're going to hear from those guys a lot sooner than later. This isn't the same situation as when we're talking about the situation even in Pittsburgh, right? Or like a situation like in Atlanta, where you're like, at some point they're going to the Rook. That's an inevitability. That's an inevitability because you're like, all right, at some point they're turning over the helm and they're going to see, but also because they have nothing to lose. You know, why not? Why not see what you have and be able to evaluate it? The thing is with the 49ers, they have everything to lose. And that's the rare situation that they find themselves Well, we lost Amber there for a sec, but this is the point, is that you do find yourself in that situation where you have a longer-term project in Trey Lance, but you cannot shortchange yourself in the short term with a chance to win. And that's where you will start to get some of those veterans that Kyle Shanahan's talking about right there who will have his back. Well, they'll have his back to a point. It's not like they're going to turn on him, but they are going to start saying to the coach, there are going to be guys going into that office saying, this guy's got to play. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's hit LS in Virginia. Has a thought on this. LS, what's up, bud? Hey, how y'all doing? Thanks for having me. I got a nickname for our starting quarterback. I'm a 49ers fan, big time. Sir Lance a lot. You're going to be talking about him all season. We're going to the Super Bowl. He's going to be our MVP. Why is it that you believe he's ready and he's the guy and now we're going to be off and running? His his, his skill set is phenomenal. He's got the play caller in the NFL uh, calling the plays, and that's our coach. If you want to make this point, I think it's completely fair. And I forget if it was Dan Orlovsky or somebody else, Amber, that said this or tweeted it earlier today. I want to give credit, but I don't remember. It's not often that a quarterback plays poorly under Kyle Shanahan. Well, and if they thought he was going to play poorly, the plan wouldn't be to move on to him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they have to have some semblance of belief. You and I just think maybe 
they're hedging that belief a bit. Like maybe that belief is a little bit tempered, and that's why they wanted to also keep Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster. They've got yeah, to believe in Trey Lance some. I mean, look what they traded up to get him. I think the problem is that when you have a coach who can really transform players, specifically quarterbacks like Shanahan, and they make a move like that, it makes you think, all right, well, what is the coach thinking that we're not? That maybe he's not ready. And Amber, the ability's there. The problem for Trey Lance is having not played enough. I don't want him to learn on the job here. If I'm one of those other guys, I, I need him to be able to be a dynamic player relatively soon, or at least somebody that's not going to kill us. He doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. We've talked about it before, Carlin, right? Yeah. He doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. He just has to be like Ryan Tannehill when the Titans are fully healthy. Like he's got to be that guy that looks good with the right team around him. He doesn't have to be elevating everybody else around him because he's got the right team around him. The problem is we don't even know if he can be that right now. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What your expectations are for your team this year as the season begins tonight and this weekend. Who's going? Who's coming out of the AFC and the NFC MVPs? All of the football thoughts that you have been itching to share. Now is the time to do it at eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson is in for Chris Canty. We've got your chance to chime in next at eight 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 say ESPN. 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Up next, if you thought it was a massive trade this offseason for the Seahawks, well, it almost happened a lot sooner. We'll explain in moments on ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Say ESPN 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Justin in Tampa is up next with his season expectation. Justin, what do you got? Justin. Uh, yep. Uh, so, obviously, in the NFC, we're all about our bucks down here. But as a fan of the NFL and players, I cannot wait to see what Justin Herbert is going to do out in L.A. I think they're going to be this year's Bengals. Um, I've gone all in on my fantasy team with him and a couple other Chargers players. I'm just real excited to see what they're going to do. It's going to be a lot of high-scoring games out there. I think Justin Herbert's the MVP this year. See, they're not this year's Bengals because, Amber, nobody expected the Bengals to be where they were that quickly last year. But as far as weapons, I mean, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett's a really good tight end. They've got a lot to work with. We're going to reveal our own MVPs uh, very shortly here in the next hour of the show. And I don't hate that caller's pick. Let's just put it that way. I, uh, <laughs> I do agree with you that it's not quite the same as the Bengals in terms of where the expectations are. But it's kind of funny it's not. We're talking about a team that didn't even make the postseason last season, right? 
the heightened expectation. We're talking about the Bills who exited in the second round and everybody has them winning the Super Bowl. The Chargers, you know, don't even make a postseason. Everybody has them also as a Super Bowl contender or the quarterback as an MVP. It's pretty it's it's pretty unusual where the expectations for a lot of these teams have gone over the course of this offseason. But when you look around this team, when you look at it on paper, there's a reason why. And it's a very believable reason why. Ren in California is up next on ESPN Radio. Ren, what's up? Hey, how's it going? I'm a longtime listener. Appreciate it, bud. I got I got the lowdown on Trey Lance here in San Francisco. I'll tell you one thing. The only person that believes in Trey Lance is the head coach, Shanahan. Not even, not even the GM wasn't even really on board with Trey Lance. Well, the GM went and traded three first-round picks. He better be on board with them. John Lynch had better uh, be on board with them at this point, and especially after everything they said in the offseason. Look, I don't doubt that Shanahan's on board, Ember, but you can't tell me there's not something to it when he completely reverses course on Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance has the talent level to fit what Kyle Shanahan can do better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think we all agree on that. The problem is talent isn't everything, right? And we haven't actually seen it play out. Sometimes the most talented player in the world doesn't actually pan out as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Look, the number for me that matters the most with Trey Lance is 26. And that's the amount of games that he has played between college and the NFL. It's not nearly enough. Who are your Super Bowl picks? Who are your MVP picks? We want them. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We've had some good ones roll through so far. Next hour, in just about 15 minutes, we are running through our entire division winners, playoff uh, wild card winners, and who's going to win the MVP, who's going to the Super Bowl, defensive player of the year. You name it, you're going to get it coming up in 12 to about 13 minutes. Amber, Russell Wilson, there was a huge story on ESPN.com about the fallout between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks and where it fell apart. Now, apparently... We know the deal that they were able to strike this offseason with the Broncos to trade away Wilson. They're, according to this report, the Seahawks tried to trade him back in 2018. And then came the clearest sign yet to Wilson's camp that Seattle's interest in other quarterbacks was more than just checking in. Apparently, according to somebody in the Seahawks front office and somebody on Russell Wilson's side, Before the 2018 draft, they called the Browns to try to get the number one overall pick. And Wilson's agent, Mark Rogers, found out. Frankly, I'm a little bit surprised that that situation, when you find out something like that, doesn't unravel sooner than it did. I'm really surprised that we're hearing about this now. I mean, 2018. Yeah. So so what you're telling me, basically, Carlin, is this divorce, that at the time, really didn't seem that bad, right? From Russell Wilson in Seattle, it felt like, all right, they're kind of on the same page. Both of them recognize that the Russell Wilson era in Seattle is over, and so they work together. They get this trade done. He finds himself in Denver in a very good situation. So it feels like 
that they were on the same page. And now we're hearing essentially that this divorce was a lot messier than any of us were aware of. And I'm just surprised that we're getting this information now. And why now? Like why week one Mm. when we're about to watch him in another uniform actually get it done? Like we've all moved on mentally, you know, why now? And where was this back? If this was, if they were so bitter stemming back to 2018, then what happened here over the course of the next four years? It's, it's, it's a pretty remarkable revelation, frankly. Here's Russ on the report that ESPN put out there. Uh, I definitely think they tried to, you know, a couple times and try to see what was out there. It's part of the business and it's part of uh, being a professional and everything else. And uh, upset is probably the wrong word. Uh, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think that, you know, I believe in my talent, who I am. You know, I believe I'm one of the best in the world. I don't worry about anything else other than that. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I think at the same time, too, you know, I think my focus has always been on winning and, and what we can do and how we can add great players and everything else. Look, if they were interested in Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, great. But if you remember at the time, neither of those guys was really going to get a whole lot of attention as being the number one overall pick. It was Baker was the late addition there. Sam Darnold was in that mix, too. So it does make I, you wonder where they were going to go because that's a yeah. heck of a draft looking back on it, right? Because it's like uh, it could have gone really well. I would think. Really badly. Yeah, I would have thought that it would have gone in the direction of Josh Allen considering he's from the Northwest and all the, you know, the weather and all that kind of thing. But nonetheless. Well, then they were right. <laughs> yeah. Then Russell Wilson shouldn't be upset. Right? Uh, well, I mean, you and I both think Josh Allen's better than Russell Wilson, right? Yeah. Now. Now, I, listen, now. I think Russell Wilson's a winning player. I really do. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl. He made it to a second. He just rubs people the wrong way sometimes. You know, after they lost that second Super Bowl, there was that story about the entire Seahawks team uh, going to, you know, going on a hike and basically having it, having it out amongst one another and everything's fine. And then they, you know, go back to the airport and there's, Russ's playing with an RW on the side. <laughs> right. Well, some of that's quarterback jealousy, isn't it? A little bit. Probably. You know, Probably I mean, if so. it's Tom Brady, none of us are talking about it, though. I, I, I do think Russell Wilson gets unfairly criticized a little bit because so much of that is just like off the field stuff. I mean, not, nobody really talks about anything that Russell Wilson does on the field. I'm not saying that people have him as the number one quarterback in the league, but everybody basically agrees he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. He always has been. And he will be until his deep line, right? But it seems like it's that off-the-field stuff. And I don't even really know what the off-the-field stuff is. You know, it's well, not it's like, like he's, he's done anything ball. terrible. He's, he's a cornball. He married Sierra. That's what, like, Russell Wilson doesn't come across to his teammates. As, he doesn't come across to his teammates as one of them or as cool, you know? He's not one of them. He's married to Sierra. Yeah. He's a quarterback. Look. He's richer than rich. He just got $245 million. You know what? He's not one of you. He's better than all of us. But, but the problem is... There are quarterbacks around the league who come across as one of the guys. Who? And for whatever reason, Russ doesn't. Doesn't I mean, mean None of these you guys can't are win with them. They already have, and we understand that the Seahawks' defense at the time was a big reason why. Russell Wilson made plays to win games. It, if I have to win a game, there are a lot worse options to have than Russell Wilson. I'm with you. Although, Josh Allen might have been a better option. <laughs> Look, for the long term... I could have understood that trade if they made it. But, I mean, think about it. That's only five, six years into Wilson's career at that point. It's I hard mean, that, to believe. 
it's remarkable that they were trying to do that. And as you heard from him, they tried to trade him a couple of times or at least looked into seriously considering it a couple of times. Can you imagine if they got rid of Russell Wilson for Sam Darnold? Oh, my God. (laughs) What a mess that would have been. You know, there are quarterbacks that if they had a more stable situation, you think they would have thrived? I don't know if that would have been Sam.